Welcome to Godcast, where we talk all things Bible, Jesus, and God. I'm Josh, this is James. Hello. And welcome to Godcast. On the last episode, uh, Rick and I, we, uh, we uh, dove into some fan questions and uh, fan topics. Uh, we hope to do that again, uh, which takes some participation from uh, the viewers, the fans. Um, you know, we have the Godcast community page on Facebook. Uh, that's always helpful. <laughs> Whenever uh, you guys request topics, you guys can also uh, direct message us on uh, James and I on Instagram, but then uh, Rick on Messenger on Facebook. Um, but the easiest way to get to us is on the Godcast community page where you guys can post on there and also comment. Um, if you guys haven't already, please follow, uh, and please share the podcast with your friends, family, and loved ones. Uh, we're trying to, uh, allow this ministry to grow, uh, as much as it can, and, uh, it takes, it takes all of God, but you guys, you guys can help too, so, <laughs> um, so without further, without further ado, you want to praise him, James? Sure. Definitely, Father, as we go. Into this episode of the podcast, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit be with us, Lord, and that, as, and that no, none of what we say here tonight be us speaking, but it be your Holy Spirit speaking through us. We want to ask that all of us just be drained, and that we be filled up with the Holy Spirit, and that we only speak through Him, Lord. Lord, we ask that whoever be listening to this, that they learn or get or they can learn something from here or maybe something that we say the Holy Spirit can speak through us and guide somebody help comfort maybe even convict Lord whatever it is Lord that you have for somebody through this episode today let it be done Lord and let us not get in the way Lord Lord, we love you we thank you it's in your name that we pray amen amen so you guys don't know uh, if you guys are wondering why this episode is a little bit longer um, it is a more of a uh, broad topic, um, uh, being, uh, I guess, James, uh, you have the material, you want to introduce the topic? <clears throat> like Josh said, it's a bit of a broader, it's, it's not a bit, but it is a broader topic, um, not, we're not really sure how far this is, uh, or where exactly it's gonna go um and now that i think about it my phone is not necessarily the most charged for a longer episode (laughs) but we'll see we'll see how this goes but we're gonna be talking the topic is going to be responsibility and accountability and these two those two things when talking about a person's uh walk with god um i mean those things can can uh talk about, as we said, a wide range of topics, and so we're, we're looking forward to at least talking about a few of those mm-hmm. today. Yeah, I think whether it be, uh, you know, pastor, preacher, parent, uh, kid, uh, deacon, elder, just a Christian uh, in general, um, I think it's very important that we learn respons- our responsibility and our accountability. Um, it's, it's, I think it's really hard for us to, I mean, grow if we don't take some responsibility and accountability, because, I mean, we can't grow as people unless we understand, or unless we're accountable for our actions, number one, but number two, we're responsible for things, you know, God, God's given us a lot of responsibility. Well, yeah, that's exactly that we can't, as you, 
God has given us responsibility in a whole lot of areas. And then we can't, as you said, we can't grow as people if we're not truthful with ourselves and hold ourselves accountable to our shortcomings whenever we mess up or yeah. or something like that. You know, it's uh, it's things that that work together and I, f- I think I-, I also think that these topics are also on my mind a lot and I know we've talked about this before is that responsibility and accountability is something that is very um, rare in our society today so I also think that that's something that uh, uh, one reason why yeah. this stuff is on my mind. Well, I think not even like a spiritual responsibility or account or accountability, but you know how many people, as you said, how many people in today's society are always pointing the, you know, the finger game. They, you know, you did this, you did that, so I can't, couldn't do this, and it's, it's, it's a whole, it's, it's. I mean, is it really different than? years past I mean it's pro- it's it's not different but it's gotten worse um, and we've seen we've seen the drastic change in our society where I mean it's it's frowned upon to be responsible it's frowned upon to be accountable it's it's you're looked up to if you're blaming other people and you start arguments with people I mean if we if we look at the the richest people in the world and what they do right we look at musicians they argue with each other and don't take responsibility for anything uh, but that's just that's just everybody in general and especially uh, um um it, there's there's so many things wrong with our culture that it's kind of it's kind of hard to keep on track you know when, yeah. when we're talking about talking about this, it's kind of hard to keep on track whenever cuz it's just so many things compound onto each other, but yeah. but I mean, as you said, there's a whole bunch of people who are praised for their lack of responsibility and their lack of accountability, and I think that a um, and I think a you know, and it's weird because. I, like, our society's gone in a weird direction. I mean, we all know this, but our society's gone in a weird direction. You know, it's weird, like, everything in our society, like like we said, is just being turned towards a lack of responsibility, lack of accountability, you know? Like, what's, a, what's one of the biggest topics in our society? Abortion. Yeah. And... What is the talk of abortion other than just the talk of a lack of responsibility and being, yeah. and being held it's, accountable for your actions? It's trying to justify murder. Um. Yeah. And so, and then another thing is that you understand how society is weakening men. Mm-hmm. Society is weakening men to where, peop- where men don't want to stand up to the responsibilities that they have. Yeah. And society is, teach- society is teaching men to be a certain way in which they are not able to fulfill their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But then also getting mad at men for not fulfilling their responsibilities. Yeah. It's it's a whole it's a whole it's like it's like uh 
It's like somebody that wants to be in complete control, but wants somebody else to do it. It's somebody who want. It's somebody who wants to be in complete control, mm-hmm. but doesn't want to have the responsibility, the responsibility for oh, being <laughs> in complete control. Yeah. and it, I think it's. I think it's absolutely nuts. You know, and who's responsible for it? I mean, I can say for years the vast majority uh, of people thought the right way, did the right things. Who stopped having a voice? <clears throat> Who is responsible for st- for not talking? It's gonna be us. Mm-hmm. Christians are supposed to be the light of the world. Mm-hmm. So if we're slowly seeing the world grow darker and darker, then... And there's no light being shown, there's a problem. Um, and that's where I think Christians need to be responsible. I think that's where we need to be accountable. Um, because if, if we're not, I mean, God looks at it the way he doesn't look at it as God is the truth. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't look at it as two or three ways. He looks at it as one way. As you said, the truth. And I think that there's no flexibility in God's. You know, path. Mm. There's no flexibility. You know, it's the, the it's only that it's this or you're not living God's way. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. And I really liked uh, Apologia Studios. Uh, uh, you brought them up a lot during the Passion Project. Um, I, I believe it was a lot during the Passion Project. Yeah. Um, I had just posted a quote that said, uh, I think it was talking about how people need uh, to stop looking at Christian or God the way that they do uh, from like stereotypes and stuff like that and actually read and understand. Um, and I really, I really like that quote, but I mean, whose job is it to tell people how it is? Yeah. Or I mean, that is, that is one of Christian's responsibilities. Yes. Which is, and I remember I think I just shared, maybe yesterday or something, but I just shared a post that is a quote from Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon. And it's basically said, paraphrasing, of course, that um, we Christians are not responsible over if a lost soul gets saved, but we are responsible for the uh, preaching of the gospel and spreading the name of Jesus. And that is very true because, you know, like we, I mean, we can't, we can't be held responsible for if somebody is saved because we yeah. can't make somebody get saved. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, but we can like tell the Bible them. says, um, I can't remember where it says this, but it says, you know, if you have the opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus and you don't, then their blood is on your hands. You know, yeah. basically saying that you are responsible for, at least for telling them. About Jesus, you know, whether yeah. they accept it is on them, but you are yeah. responsible for the spreading of the gospel. And, all mm-hmm. stuff. and and is there any downside to it? I mean, no. maybe to our physical body. Maybe somebody doesn't like what we say. You know, there's repercussions. Uh, but I mean, we've seen that in the in the Bible. <laughs> we've seen that in the Bible, where I mean, look at all the disciples, but one. You know. I'm pretty sure you said, uh, was it, was it James, uh, that was, uh, pushed off of a, uh, pushed off of a, I guess, structure and then clubbed to death? 
he was um, thrown off of the roof of his own temple, which was uh, 100 feet tall, uh, survived the fall, and then once they saw that he survived the fall, they clubbed him to death. Yeah. So, we're not saying (laughs) that, you know, our responsibility doesn't have repercussions on this earth, but we're not of this world, and that's, and that's the beauty of it, that, you know, we believe that we're not of this world, and nothing is gonna stop us, uh, nothing can stop our God, and we believe that, um, that's the truth, uh, that's what it says in the Bible, then there's no, there's no reason not to believe it. Well, you know, whenever I thought about this idea of responsibility, there's two different ways that I thought about, you know, being a Christian and your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought about responsibility as in your earthly responsibility and, let's say, your spiritual or your ministry responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'll, truthfully, as a Christian. Everything in your life is a spirit is a spiritual matter, like truthfully, because God is in every single matter of your life, He's in every single facet of your life. But what I'm saying is just like, you know, things that are more towards your normal life and things that are more towards your godly spiritual yeah. life, you know. But but God gives us responsibilities and expectations in both facets of that, you know. And so I thought about splitting responsibility into those two facets of life and the first thing that and the first things that I thought of would have been your earthly responsibilities you know things like that and you know it, it, it and then it, as we said talking about responsibilities it, it, it's a it's a wide range because you know not everybody has the same responsibilities you know you have people who are parents you have people who are children you have people who have boyfriend and girlfriends but aren't married you have people who are together but don't have kids. You have people who are just single. You have men and women. Mm -hmm. You have people, you know, you have a lot of different, you have preachers and all that stuff. You know, not everybody, not everybody has the same responsibility. Everybody has, everybody has the same base responsibility as a Christian, but everybody personalized based off of different things. God has given different people different responsibilities. But I thought about our earthly responsibilities in certain things. Like, you know, like, God calls for men to be the leader of the household. You know, and we are to, you know, care, protect, provide for our wives and for our children. You know? Things like that. Well, and I think I think a lot of people don't like their their roles. I think a lot of people don't like what God will have them to do. You know, some people would be like, "Well, uh, I don't I don't want to just go out and tell people about Jesus. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a deacon. I want to do this. I want to do that." But what I don't think what we realize in the long in the big picture is that our job is just as important as any other's job. Because what, whatever it is that God calls you to do, I mean, excuse me, you know, like whatever it is that God calls you to do, whether you view it as a big job or a small job, you think that God looked at you, I mean, you think God doesn't know all of the possibilities within your person, mm. and truth be told, 
the amount of possibilities within you is endless. Why? Because you have God with you. So you can, you could do whatever God wants you to do. But God chose you to do something. Whether you view it as big or small is not. Truth be told. Doesn't matter. Yeah. God decided that you're gonna do something, and yeah. whatever it is that God chooses you to do, whether you like it or not, that's what God calls you to do. Well, and and how I see how I see it is, if God wanted me to do something, um, then what I'm doing now, um, if He wanted me to do something else, um, I'll do it. But there's a reason why He hasn't called me to go be. Uh, an evangelist in another country, or uh, some uh, speaker like Jordan Peterson, you know. Well, you and, know and there's a, and I think I there's, think, a, I think that there's a reason for that though. And I think that, as you said, God knows everything about you, and He knows every single outcome that's gonna happen. He knows that every single outcome that could happen if He allowed certain things. So He sees that, and He sees the good and the bad. What does He want to allow? The good. Yeah, I was just about to say something along that line. Of, well, you say, well, like how I said, God could theoretically call you to do anything. Oh, yeah. Because you could be anything, because you have God in you. He could, Mm -hmm. He can make you into whatever he wants to make you do. But that's the thing, is that we don't always follow God's plan the best. So, even though God could make you a preacher that goes around and and saves thousands at a time. Like Billy Graham. uh, Yeah, God could see and he could say, I could make you do that. I could call you to do that. But you wouldn't be able to handle that. Not because... Obviously not because God couldn't help you, but because you're not always going to follow God to the best. And so maybe God could make you that, but God sees that if he does try to do that, you'll make some mistakes. Maybe, maybe you won't even make some mistakes. Maybe they'll see, maybe God sees that you'll do those things. Like God could call you to be a preacher to save thousands of people and you could, but you're the kind of person that lets ego get to you. Mm-hmm. And so then God sees that that will trip you up and make you fail. And God will see that in the long run, it's better for you to just have a small ministry where you go around doing small things mm-hmm. because you'll actually keep doing that and stay the right course. Yeah, and maybe you know? you'll get you'll still get a thousand saved. Yeah. And it's not even us getting it. Yeah. Maybe you'll still get a thousand saved, but it's not you. It's the fact that you get that group of people, which then gets more groups of people, which then gets more groups of people. Mm-hmm. See, God... God is doing everything for the long haul. You know, he has a plan that is from the beginning of time to the end of time. You know, God is running a plan that is, is, you know, he's doing the long haul. You know, he's not trying to just get as many as he can right now. He's trying to get as many as he can in in all of history, you know. Um, Because God... God can be successful with one generation and just get, you know, he can get this, like, the whole generation saved, right? And then nobody else gets saved. That leaves, what, a couple million? Um, God wants everybody saved. But I I think that God's realistic in the sense that everybody's going to be saved. He knows that. Well, like, it's like what you think of, of, like, it's like what you think of, like, why do people die so young? Mm-hmm. It's like, do you think 
did God not care about their soul because he didn't give them a longer life to try to get saved? It's like, no. Like, I'm not saying that this is exactly how God thinks because I don't think it's truly written in the Bible exactly it is. But what if you think God let somebody die super young because he knows the future and he knows all outcomes and he knows that that's a soul that he's just not going to get? Yeah. What do you, what do you, yeah, I mean, I truthfully think that God, although he obviously loves us and the Bible is clearly, clearly states that he wishes for all to be saved. Yeah. I mean, he's, a, and, he, a, he's he knows everything, so he's very, he obviously knows the realistic aspects of yeah. obviously not everybody's going to get saved. And I think it's very important that we look at it as a, as a, however many infinite outcomes, because maybe you not telling somebody stopped however many outcomes, you know, that's, and that's, and that logically to me, um, I don't know if it's in the Bible, um, but to me that just makes sense, you know, is, is that, you know, we can do things that can cause chain reactions that God allows, you know, not I and and that's and that's where I come to think sometimes that not everything is set in stone where God I mean obviously he probably knows you know but it's like it's it's so hard to wrap our mind around that it's just like why you know <laughs> why why try <laughs> but and that's and that's just where and that's just where we need to take our responsibility and make it a priority you know yeah, and I think of, you know, uh, I'll get a, a verse in here, you know, I think of our earthly responsibilities, and obviously, we're, we're men, and so, like, obviously, the things that draw us in terms of responsibility to the, in the Bible are things like providing for our family, you know, hard work, you know, like, that's the kind of stuff that I think I can speak in, you know, in good conscience saying that that's the sort of things that when we think of responsibility those are the that's, kind of go-tos yeah. in our mind because we're men it's because so we, we it's we want to do it um, yeah uh we're, we're, i mean we're men so we we see the where in the bible where god is specifically talking yeah. to men you and, know? and don't you so. don't you think that that's actually interesting that um you know we have people that disapprove the bible and try to at least they they can't disprove it but they try and you know what's our curse you know what's our curse our curse is having to work mm-hmm now we look at every every single real man right <laughs> not somebody that's you know so it's not somebody that doesn't have values that some not somebody that's grown up in this society where you know, they can be whoever they want. You know what I mean? We take some. We take an average Joe, right? <laughs> we take an average Joe, and we and we look at him, and he's not a Christian. He's he doesn't believe the Bible, but he knows that he has to work. Now, where do you think that that was instilled? Well, you know what I think about is that when you look at our society, and you look at you know when you look at literally men's psychology, mm-hmm. like. And, uh, uh, let me start here. First of all, you think about, you might sometimes think, like, why? Because when you think about a society like ours, that, that, 
rewards people who work hard. You might think, how is you have to work a curse that God put on us? Mm -hmm. But when you look at our society, and I think this is actually something that God saw in the future. When you look at our society, a man is not valued. Unless he, he is successful. Yeah. And he works like that. And so I think, first of all, I think that that's something that he puts. But I also think that this is really where the curse came in that God put in. Is that men's psychology, if you don't build something for yourself, if you don't make something of your life as a man, like, it, it hits you. Like mm-hmm. it, it will drag you down. It will if if you've ever seen a man, like a dude can have a job and really not like the job, but if he's successful and especially if he has a family and he's providing yeah. for his family, there is nothing better than that. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever seen dudes who are just who don't have a job, you know. It, destroys them and it's psychological i mean like if a dude if a man does not build something for himself it it seriously affects him mentally i mean I've and i and i think whenever the curse was you know you have to work you have I to think work it, yeah i don't think that it was just oh god put the responsibility of working on men i think it was even something deeper than that of the mentality of like no, like you have to work. You know, like and we we see. You know, I I'm not gonna name anybody out, but we I mean we see a couple people, uh, even in our church that are injured right now or were injured and couldn't work and it broke them. Yeah. We I mean we've seen it firsthand. I've seen it firsthand. Um, you know, with certain people in my family can't work. They're broken. They don't know what to do with themselves. Working was them, is them. It's and and and, and I, I think the big thing that that gives me like a I think the big thing that points to what I'm saying is the fact that you do not see that with women. Like if a woman does not just, have a job, like it, it well, does not. It, it does not affect them the same that it, it affects a man. Well, I was just, all. I was just about to get to that. Although Look, now women are being taught to be yes. more masculine, and so you'll see, it's, you'll, it'll, it'll well, grow more and more. Well, where, let's. I was just thinking about this as before you said it. Um, as us, uh, whoever was talking before you said that, um, I was thinking like, if we look at women. Um, and we look at where they get happiness. Even even with a, a quote-unquote masculine woman, we see that a quote-unquote masculine woman is still not happy. They're still not happy. It, we we look at we look at a woman that that works not happy. You now you look at a woman that gets their stuff provided by the man and they take care of the kids. Look how happy they are. Look how happy they are doing what. The Bible, what God tells them to do. I mean, if you look at the statistics, you always find that women who focus on their career, they focus on the career for so long, and then once they usually hit like 40 or somewhere in their 40s, they then realize that 
oh wow, this career isn't making me happy. Yeah. This successful career that I'm in is not making me happy. Versus when you look at women who maybe focus on their family earlier in life, mm-hmm. you'll realize that those women are happy. Yes. And now, God, I, I really don't think that God, I don't think that God sees anything wrong with obviously women having yeah. jobs, but I also think that for your own sake as a woman and for your own sake as men, you got to understand that there are things that God planned out, you yeah. know, for your life, you know, and, and, I, and I think that part of that is that men you will get satisfaction from a job and providing for your family. And I think that some men don't understand that because a job can obviously be very grueling. And you can really... But again, like, it's the providing for a family part that really puts it in perspective. Like, Like, men can have jobs that are horrible and they can hate their job, but they can be motivated to do it over and over oh, yeah. and over and when they're providing for and, the family. And we look and we look at some of the reasons why uh, men and women don't want to do their rules. Men are tired of society or men are just lazy, right? Mm-hmm. In this society, men have gotten really I think, lazy. I think a big part men today are under and I and Jordan Peterson says this a lot mm-hmm. where Men today are under so much attack that why would they want to fulfill the responsibility yeah. of society? If they're not, go- if men are not going to get any credit for what they bring to the table, yeah. then they're not going to do it. Yeah, and and you know maybe you can say that's pride and that's yeah ego. Like I, that you, is. Can def- you can definitely make a a, a, a good case argument. for that. Yeah, you know. And so, and, and but we look at women with society, and it's almost it's almost the same thing, but it's reversed. Um, mm-hmm. Women are so much pressured to be masculine. You need to be masculine. You need to be better than men. And I think this goes perfect with what just came into my head a couple minutes ago, is that a lot of men and women bicker with each other about, you know, my job's harder than yours, my job, uh, it takes or more effort. Life. Yeah. Or just yeah, life. I or just harder than yours because I'm a woman. Yeah. I like and, harder than yours because I'm a man. Yeah. And it's, and it's com- the complete opposite. It's the my com- hardships are my hardships are more hard than yours. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, at least your hardships are taken seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think we have a completely backwards as a society. Is that God has us doing certain things because He knows our capability and He knows what we're supposed to fulfill. And I th- and I think that it's it's really it's I mean you go and you try and shave your face and you go against the grain. What's gonna happen? It's gonna mess up. It's gonna mess up. You're gonna get cut. You're gonna get razor burn easy. When you can go smoothly with the grain, it might take a little longer. Well, you know, it's I, I just don't understand because like you can like even if even if you don't want to look at it biblically. Now, of course, you gotta look at it biblically because it what God matters. What God says is all that matters. Yes. But you have to but understand like other things. Understand that nature points to what God intended it for. Yes. When you look at the psychology of men and women, it is obvious that one of us is intended to work and the other one is intended for a majority home family. Yes, and I think and I think that in our society it gets it gets like women women and men, you know, 
bicker with each other, fight, argue, and they look at each other as lesser, you know? Women, like, you don't know what it's like to give birth. Yeah, Men are like, you don't know what it's like to work 12 hours for 7 days. And it, and it's, it's the complete, it's, it should be the complete opposite. Because, yeah, although we're built different, we're completely different, you know? <laughs> no pun intended. But, every, men and women are built different. Um, <laughs> James is posing, is flexing, but, but, um, even though men and women are built different, our struggles and hardships and our responsibility should not be taken lightly by either, by either, because guess what, all, our, our responsibility goes perfect together, and you know why? Because it's God's word. Yeah. God wants us to do it, so it's perfect. And I th- and I think that in our in our society, it's very typical for a woman to say, "Well, you're sexist for talking about me. You're sexist. You're sexist. You're mansplaining this." And uh, no, I'm I'm Bible splaining it. <laughs> Bible splaining. <laughs> I'm politely Bible splaining. No, but I'm. We're just we're just telling what it is and just be, just because you don't like your role doesn't mean that it's not as important as ours and just just because i don't like my role doesn't mean it's not as important as yours yeah like as i said it's just as i said nature points to what god intended us for biology th- listen men are on average bigger and stronger yes than women obviously what is that for one working one protecting obviously what we're made to do we work for our families we protect our families women what are they they're nurturing nurturing they're generally more emotional and i it's weird i feel like some people are like no women aren't more emotional it's like it's like yeah they are they're actually that once you reach what is it once you reach the age where you can have babies women then undergo an instru- a, a in- incredible boost in neuroticism accidentally say something to a woman with a double meaning and she's bawling out her eyes out no, no. <laughs> or but getting mad get, but they get a boost in neuroticism yes. whenever once they reach the age where they can have babies and that's basically it until they don't aren't able to have babies. The boost of neuroticism is basically, it's a boost of all emotion, and the reason for that is because they need to have incredibly high empathy whenever you have a baby, Mm -hmm. you know? And I could, I I like psychology, so I could go on with that for like a long time, But, but, but you see, even what God intended for us, it even shows us biologically that obviously we were made to be certain ways, yes. you know? And, well, I think, and I think that, um, you know, it's, I mean, we, we look at, I'm, I'm really stuck on this people bickering with each other. I cannot stand it. Um, especially when a Christian, especially when a Christian man and woman bicker about issues that are can be settled with a couple verses in the Bible. Listen, um, there, it, with a nice there Bible are, there study, are hard, a nice listen, discussion like we're having. There are hardships about being both men and women. Yeah, but that's you, just that's and, just life. And, and being men and women just have their different sets yeah. of hardships. And you we know? we take a man, a man trying to be a stay-at-home dad. How does that work? Uh, some cannot. Uh, some some, some men, men enjoy it, but some men enjoy, it, but. 
Well, take a man, a man, a man, man. <laughs> a man, a man. Truthfully, I think that I think that men that are stay-at-home dads are just men that are suppressing the instinct. That yeah. That God has given them. Yeah. Just, I mean, the same way that, you know, yeah. I th- that I think we suppress a lot of mm-hmm. things that God has given yeah. us. And then you know? years later, the man's like, wow, I just, like, like, I feel terrible. Why? Why do you feel terrible? And, and I think, I think if we, if we look at, you know, if we look at a lot of men, at least that I'm around, cannot handle three, four kids at once, Right? Let alone one. We take a woman and like a whole flock of children just just surrounds them and they're just like, hi, like, like, <laughs> like I like your teeth. Like I, I don't under I I, I can't get it because I'm a dude. <laughs> like I you know it actually just happened earlier today. Um, not earlier today, yesterday. Um, me, Kylie, and our friends Maya and Vanessa were all hanging out over at Kylie's house, and Kylie's brother is there talking Ooh, and oh I'm he's just getting there. spiritual <laughs> and I'm just there and I'm just there and all I can think about it is like just stop talking just stop talking like nobody cares about what the kid is talking about he's to- going about he's playing with his toys and like try like None of us are interested in what he's saying, but he's just in our faces, like doing like. But the women are like. And Maya's there. Maya's there. Yeah. Looking at the thing, and whenever he wants her attention, she just gives it and just watches what he's doing and stuff, and does all that stuff. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there, like wanting to tell the dude to shut up, like you know, like it's being even being a little kid, and it's it's an it's God made us different. We are all built different, and it's. It, but it also shows the, just the rules, cause you know what else it is. What else it is is that whenever, <laughs> yeah, we haven't even said any of the scripture that we have prepared for this <laughs> you know, episode. It, whenever, but, whenever, whenever I we, said that this is gonna be a, like a multi-hour episode, I mean, we're doing this at a, at eleven. It's almost twelve. It's five till twelve. Are you tired anymore? <laughs> I'm still slightly tired. But I'm, I'm not tired I'm at all. It. I'm working through it, but. But like, but this is where we're meant to be. This is where the differences between men and women are to work together because, because whenever this kid is incessantly rambling and I can't deal with it, Maya is able to, so she can talk to yeah. him whenever he's doing that. But and then whenever the kid is out of control and he needs to be reined in, whenever Kylie or her mom talk, talk to the kid, he doesn't listen. But it only takes me saying one thing to him and he listens to me. Mm-hmm. And that's where you see where it is needed for both of us and where these differences between us work exactly yeah. how God intended yeah. it to be. We, we look at a dude that's having problems with another dude on a, on a job site. He goes home, tells his wife, and his wife tells him exactly what he needs to calm down. It's, it's like, all I can think about is the Hulk. We're like the Hulk. <laughs> all the other women are like the Hulk's woman. Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. And the woman calms him down, allows him to think logically while she can't. No, no that was a joke, guys. <sighs> I. 
I lost my train of thought. Um, well, this goes to, to perfectly get, with the parent scripture that I gave you. Uh, I'm assuming you mean Proverbs, uh, chapter 22, verse 6. That is the... That's a uh, verse that we all know. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And since we're already on the topic of you know, mothers and fathers, I think that's responsibility is very important. Yeah. Um, especially in a society that frowns upon everything. A society that is go. Uh, a society that is going to teach your children the wrong way. Yeah. You have more of a responsibility than like ever in history today to teach your child yeah. Christian values. And then, and then whenever you teach them Christian values, you send them to a public school because you don't have the finances to send them to a private Christian school because Christian schools are outrageously pricey. I wonder why. Um, doesn't make sense. Um, doesn't make sense at all. But we take, we take what a parent, a Christian parent, a Christian parent uh, teaches, right, in the household, and then they go to school, they're learned, you know, there was a petition or something this summer about sending drag queens to school. Um, I what? saw your story on Instagram where there was a drag queen show at a church in a church in New York City. In New York City. I mean, if there was anywhere where drag queens were going to be yeah. in a church, it's New York City. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, and then and then you also said that there was a, a school was taking the kids to go to the drag queen show in the church. Forced. Forced. <laughs> Forced. Forced. So, so we see we see what's happening in our society. We see that parents are no longer allowed to discipline their their kids. I remember, I remember, and still young, you know, seventeen. But I remember being raised, you know, in Amish country, and I got smacked. I got smacked a lot because I was a bad kid. People, <laughs> I I got smacked a lot. And guess what? I'm not now. I'm not a bad kid. <laughs> a while ago, I posted on Facebook. It was actually one of my first posts. I put, and it was a sign, and it said, I was, I think it said something like, I was, I was, beat, I was beat or I was spanked as a child. Now I suffer from respect, like, respect for others, I think yeah. is what it says. And it's like, How many people yeah. that didn't get smacked got handed in a phone as a pacifier when they were little? You know, you and I did not get phones for... I got my first phone whenever I was like 16, I think. Same here. Yeah. And, um, and that's how it's probably going to be for my kids too. Um, especially, especially now with the more and more that technology develops. Because I've said this before that I'm, that my friends who got phones or got any sort of technology and like, who had like their own technology, like not just like was allowed on their parents, but my friends who got like tech, their technology when they were like younger, it's like, you realize like, how much worse of a communicator and how less social they are. Yeah. Like, especially like I just talked about uh, Kylie's little brother Wyatt, like he, he had a tablet like out of the womb, you know. And, like, <laughs> he was born with it. Yeah, he, he was, was just like, in his hands. Yeah, where'd this so, come from? Yeah, so like he had a tablet out of like out of the womb, and like and so he's not. Yeah, like there there's multiple problems there. But yeah, well, and I think I think that's a problem with our social uh, social and life in general. Is kids are handed tablets at. Uh, 
in kindergarten. You know, we do school on computers in kindergarten in public school when well, there's I, papers. Yeah, does, that's exactly does what that, I was that, say. Like, like what? Like, it makes sense they when we were sent home and yeah. we had to do stuff online. But like when we're literally there at school, school. yeah, and still ninety percent of work is on the computer, it's like. What? Why? Yeah. Like, why? Like, why not just send me home? You know? Yeah, why not? And and then and then my my school before I went to before I started going to Buckeye Career Center, they said kids can't go online at school. They have to go. They have to go to school to do online. Mm. <laughs> but but I, anyways, I, I just want to make a mental note for both of us because we moved on from like the. We moved on from kind of like men and women's role to parents' role. I want to make sure that we hit on spouse roles. Spouse roles? Yeah, like okay. to each other. Okay, we'll, we'll get back on track. We're on a rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. We, we can continue going down this path. I just want to make a mental note for both of us that I want to hit. Okay. That, you know? Yeah. Um, but and it's like, it's like kids, and then we see kids today suffer. I mean, kids that aren't sheltered, right? Judah, when he was in second or third grade, kids were were yelling out pornography crap. I'm like, wh- like I'm I'm like standing there watching his baseball practice, and then there's there's these kids that are second third graders that are yelling off pornography stuff and crap that they heard from video games, and it's like parents' responsibility, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a parent, but I'm. Surely not gonna let me. No. And it's and it's not and it's not because you don't trust your kids. It's because you don't trust the world, and you you need to raise them off the Bible. You know, did did the people writing the Bible have technology? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> they had they had. I'm just assuming a, a, some a, some cave and some rock. <sighs> it's. It's hard when you're talking about technology because there's a lot of good that good, can yeah. come from technology. Yes. You know, you can find a lot of information. Like our I podcast. Mean, I mean, you can find a lot of information, and that's good. But there's too but much also, bad. But also, you can find a lot of information. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's, and, it's, and it's like, it's like, and then we look at kids, you know, we look at statistics for little kids that suffer from depression. Were you ever depressed as a little kid? No. I was never depressed as a little kid. You know whenever well, I started you know, getting it, depressed? Well, you know, well, hold on. You know whenever I started getting depressed? When I got social media. <laughs> well, you know, what I was thinking is that... Well, and then the worst part about it, too, is that... I, it's also... A, there's actual depression. Yes. In which your body... Your, you know, you... Have a a mind that doesn't want to live in a body that is making you live. You know. Yeah. You have actual depression that is a clinical yes. thing wrong. With and then you have thing. people but on the internet telling. I also telling. feel like there are people who depression and all that stuff has become a, like being sad Popular. has become a trend. Yeah. And so there's a whole bunch of people who aren't depressed, but they're just like. Ugh. Depressed. <laughs> yeah. But then you have a bunch of people who genuinely think they are depressed when they're not. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that, the problem with that is that the brain, if you you can trick yourself into becoming something. Yes. You know, so there is a lot of people who would I feel like would be fine if it wasn't for the fact that being depressed is so trendy now. Yeah. You know, people who oh gosh, I'm so depressed. 
but feel bad for actually me. get sadder and actually cannot enjoy life yes. at a certain point because they have gone so yeah. far in the trend that their after brain is actually mm-hmm. tricked into believing that they are. And where do they get these trends from? Because I never remember seeing any of these trends whenever I was little no, until I got my phone. <laughs> People who are actually well socialized, like, and, like, it's... It's just, it's a, it is a, it is such a completely different world in the social being when you're physically talking with people and online talking to people. And especially when online talking to people is your main source of social, you know, conversation. And, um, um. Jordan Peters, I just saw, I can't remember what he talked about, I just saw a, a little uh, reel of Jordan, Peter talk, Jordan Peterson talking about this, because he's a clinical psychologist, and one of his students in one of his class asked him where he was like, what are you seeing are the effects of, you know, social media and all that with people, you know? and, and he's talking a- about how like, well, social media is basically an amplifier, and we're just everything that you take in is just amplified by social media because you because you know you talk to somebody in real life and you take it and you you and especially when you're well socialized you know you you translate it through mind you know you go through body language and all that stuff you know you you look at somebody and you talk with somebody the way that your brain is in your body is meant to versus social media which is an addiction. Like, let's just be honest. Absolutely. Like, most people, like 99% of people who are on social media are addicted. How many people can't sit on the toilet without being on their phone? I mean, I, mean, I do. Yeah. I do. When I'm on, yeah. when I'm on the toilet, I, I, I don't have anything else to do. Sorry. I take out my phone and I'm, I'm on, I'm on yeah. my phone. You know? So, like, especially when you're talking about an addiction, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I honestly, if I could, I would, I would... If I could keep in contact, if I could reliably keep in contact with my friends every day, I would delete Instagram. I would delete all of these social medias that I have. But I want to talk with my friends. But then that brings in all these other complications with yes. social media. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a great tool to use. Man, we haven't even mentioned responsibility in a long time. We're gonna. <laughs> I know. Whenever and whenever this it comes. A, no, but this is a good rant. Yeah. Going on. We're, we're going. We're just and going. And whenever it tie, ties into responsibility, as you as you said, I mean, it's it's got to be it's 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 got to be a point where parents just the parents should have stepped in whenever they the child was first born. You know, the parents parents should step in. You know, as a person that you know. My parents were never perfect. Nobody is. But as a person that I believe was raised correctly, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, as I had parents that stepped in and controlled most of what I was taking in, uh, how much time I was getting outside, which was a lot. Uh, being outside is actually pretty good for you. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Sunny, Sunny D. Um, that's a vitamin, uh, vitamin D is great. You get that from being out in the sun, not just the drink, (laughs) which a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that for years until I'm like, huh, (laughs) but, but 
it's it's a point where I think parents need to step in, and it's if we want to if we also, if we want to stop this backward spiral from going so fast, parents gotta step up. I will also say though, which is a, a, a which is what is so complicated about parenting is that you need to be careful not to overstep your boundaries because yes. you need you need to let your child be exposed to things. Yes, yeah. you know you need. A certain kind of exposure. Yeah, the same way that you need to let your child be exposed to things. You need to let your child make their own decisions about certain, you yes. know, things. So it's 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 one of the complicated things about parenting is understanding where to protect your child and where to let your child yeah. go, and especially when to let your child fall. Yes. You know, when to when to step in and say, "Hey, don't do this. This is gonna fail," and when to s- sit back and say and just look at them un- and wait until they fail. You know, like yeah. it's it's a complicated thing with parenting because I definitely believe that you need to let your child do their own thing and you need to let your child just fail and, sometimes. And I think and I think that it's very this the, for us it's a topic that a lot of people listening, a lot of our fans, a lot of our viewers are going to take with a grain of salt because we aren't parents, right? Um, but this is our understanding of parenting. And it's not it's not as easy as we're making it sound, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing is. Yeah. People can make things sound very easy. Things it's, are not easy. But I mean when you say when you think about life in general, life, it, it, everything goes to the same, um, slogan, the slang, uh, cliche that we use, that it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. You know, when you say parenting in its thing is simple. You protect your child every now and then you have to let your child just go and do what they want because they need to learn independence and they need to learn to make good decisions by themselves and not just getting coddled by mama and father. And that's that's where teaching the Bible young is. But that's simple, but understanding when to do those things in life is not easy. You know, like every, in my opinion, because the Bible is clear how you to live your life, everything is, is simple. It's yeah. everything is simple to understand, yeah. but it's not easy in practicality. And and that's why. And I also think that parents should teach their kids how to do this. You know, how did how did you, you know, how did when did you decide to make the decision to teach me certain things to let me go? That's where that's a type of discipleship. You know, a type of learning with godly wisdom. You know, how yeah. did you? Where did you go in the Bible, and how did you figure this out in the Bible? When when did God put that in your brain, and how did He do that? You know, yeah, like how I said, the way that I want to parent, like you know, it, it depends on how well I do this. But the way that I want to parent is, I want to teach my child just right from wrong Christian values and just stamp that in them to at the certain point that once they reach. 15, 16, 17, 18, to the point where I can just say, do what you want. Because I know that Christian values are instilled in them. Yeah. So I, I want to teach my child good enough to where I can trust them to make their own decisions. <laughs> yes. At a young age like that, you know, 15, 16, you know, like that. That's how I want to parent. Well, you know, whether I'll do it successfully is, you know, that t- only time will tell, you yeah. know, but that's my goal in parenting, yeah. but 
and truth be told, I think that should be everybody's goal in parenting because I think that is the most, I think, just in, like, my mind, that seems to, that seems like it would be the most efficient way of parenting. But, you know, yes. that's just how, how, how does it actually work in practicality? Yeah, and, and that's, and that's where, you know, you and I have to, you know, as we grow, that's where that's where that's where we're talking from the point of no experience yes. in parenting. You know, yeah, we're we're talking based off our opinions, based off of what we know of the Bible talks about, based off of you know what our, our parents, experience, our experience yeah. as children, but yeah. not as parents. You know, yeah, and so, it's it's a very slippery slope whenever parents are listening to the podcast because they're gonna be like, oh, you'll find out, and it's like, yeah, we will find out, but. That's our parents' job to be like, I'm going to let you not fail because you're raising one of these things. And, you know, it's it's all about wisdom. And that's and that's important. Yeah, we're I think we're reaching we're reaching the end of this segment. We're going to continue with uh, this little discussion before we get into uh, spouse. Yeah, Uh, it'll be it'll be a choppy. It's, it's gonna end up being a choppy transition. It might be good because we haven't done this yet. Yeah, we but, haven't, but yeah. it, it'll probably it'll probably be choppy. Yes. We'll see. So we will see you on the next segment. Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're going to continue talking about, uh, I guess, parents and responsibility. Yeah, we are on a roll. So, and I, I think I have a question for you. Is whenever, whenever talking about, you know, children, you know, how should a child, you know, take what the parent is trying to tell them? And how should a parent take what, you know, the child's trying to tell them and not blow up? Well, you know, I think, well, first of all, I think with any, with any, with any relationship, you have to start with respect. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that you have to respect each other. You definitely, you definitely as a child have to respect your parent, but as I said, how it is with any functioning Relationship, you have to as a parent respect your child, and so when when the parent tells you to do something, you know you don't have to agree with them, but you have to respect them enough to a listen, but and then also respect them enough to go, okay, I respect this person, I don't agree with the decision that they made, maybe I'm wrong about what I'm thinking. Let me look into this, <clears throat> and then the same thing. With the parent to the child, mm-hmm. you know, I respect them. They don't agree with this, or I don't agree with what they're saying. But let's let me just let me just give let me double yeah. let me just think one more time. Be civil, you know? human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think and then the worst thing that you can do though, I I think one of the worst things that you can do though as a parent is never admit whenever you're wrong. I think that is the worst thing that you can do as a parent is never admit whenever you're wrong. Yeah, like I, I'm I right have, because I birthed you. Yeah, like I I would have I would have no problem going up to my child and be like, hey, yo, I was wrong about this. Um, you know, 
Sorry. I've done something right because you... Because... <laughs> and I think the biggest reason is because you don't want to raise spoiled brats. Yes. And so, especially if it's at a young age and they never see you do it from a young age to, you know, adulthood. It's like you're not teaching them to apologize whenever you're wrong. You're never. You're not even teaching them to acknowledge whenever they're wrong. They're, yeah. You know, like... In fact, in fact, you're basically teaching them to just double down even when they know they're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I think one of the biggest things is that you really need to, you, like, and especially in the small, like, even whenever it comes to something that's, like, not, like, a right or wrong issue, but just, like, something where it's, like, whenever a parent's, like, I want to do it this way, and then a child does it, th- and the child's, like, I want to do it this way... A lot of the times, the parent would just be like, now we're going to do it my way because I'm parent. It's like, no. Like, every night, like, if, like, if, for me, in my parenting things, like, again, I'm not talking about something that's right or wrong. I'm talking about just, in general, just, like, something that can be done in different ways. Yes. For me, my instinct, whenever I think of something like this... My instinct would actually be to do what my child wants to do most of the time. The reason for it is because you want to teach your child. So even if what your child is being like, no, I want to do it this way. Even if you can already tell even if they're that wrong. it's, yeah, even if it's a, you can tell that it's a harder way of doing something. I would say just, I would say just do what the child wants to do because yeah. it was a teaching time. You know, yeah. it's a time or, you know, you know, things like that, you know, so like, well, it's deciding when to shelter and when not to. Yeah. I, and I definitely, I think, um, Jordan Peterson talks about this. He talks about everything, but he know, does. He, I mean, he but, even talks about the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> but like Jordan Peterson talks about this and I like the way that he says it, where he said, where he says as a, you know, you do not want to shelter your children, you know, and you don't want to shelter yourself because, like, wh- why would you want to do that? Do you really want to be so weak that anything and everything will hurt you, or do you want to put yourself out there and and challenge yourself and and grow and become stronger and be able to confront and face the challenges of this world? You know, and I like the way that he says that because it's like if. Because it's true. I mean, if you shelter somebody, you know, you see, <laughs> Wyatt, my my girlfriend's little brother, he just had to go, he just switched this year from a Catholic private school to the Maslin public school. And the only thing that I keep talking to, and, and the only thing that we keep talking about is like, we know private school kids are wusses. And he's being transferred over to a public school. To one of the hardest public schools. Yeah. And all he told... The funny thing about this, though, is that... He he came home one day, and he said, like... And he was like, man, all the... And then he said, like... Obviously, the children were saying stupid stuff. And he's like, man, these kids are stupid. And then... And the first thing that his mother says is, you're not telling the kids that, are you? Because you're going to get beat up. You're like, you're not... Like, you're, you're like... That's, that, that wouldn't have happened at your private school, but uh, this is public school. Like, you're, you don't tell people that they're stupid because they're going to beat you up. <laughs> like... Yeah. It's like... Do you... It's like... But it's the thing is like... But that's the thing is that... 
somebody who like, and I'm using private school and public school as like saying sheltered yeah. and unsheltered. But like, if you're in a private school, you know, like, ninety percent of those kids, you know, are spoiled. Are you know, anything you know, you say the wrong Daddy's thing. Money. You say the wrong thing to them, and they're going, and you know, their feelings are hurt. Yeah. You know, versus a public school kid, you can say anything to a public school kid, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna get on their nerves. But it's because they. But it's because they face that all the time, you know, and they know how to deal with it, you know, and it's the same thing with honestly anything whenever it comes to like parenting is that there are times to shelter your kid and to protect them from certain things, yeah. but there are also times where you just got to let them experience things Tying, and, and let them get hurt. Tying know? this back to the Bible what and, and just our spiritual lives. What does God do? We ask God. I know He doesn't shelter us from things. Oh, I know. God never says that He'll stop. Yeah. He'll protect I, us I from things. I ask God. You know, like, whenever you, whenever I ask God, what do I do? He tells me, and I run from it. Being preaching, for an example, you know, I just answered the call to preach. I ran. Nothing good came out of that. He let me run, though. He let me run away from what He told me to do. Same thing with a parent. Tell the kid to do something. Run away, find out that it's the dumb decision, come back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's I think I think I don't know, I don't know. I just I don't know, I, I could talk about all I can all talk about story. I can talk about everything that we're talking about for hours, like yeah. on end. Well and uh, Especially when we start bringing up psychology and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm Bef- very bad. Before we, yeah, <laughs> I can tell because you sent me something every day. Yeah, day Jordan yeah. <laughs> um, but to close out this little this little segment of talking about parents to children, we kind of covered this in parenting relations in our second back, episode. That was a yeah, our second episode. Which, that's the worst. That's the worst. Like first official episode. Like that's how you really take a dip in viewership, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to, the 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 people that are actually listening to your podcast. <laughs> you you make an episode called parenting relations, and they're like, okay, <laughs> like, but. But to close out, um, I think that I think that it's clear in the Bible what it's what it says, and and it's clear what God does. And we're supposed to be Christ-like. We're supposed to be godly men and women. Um, so we do as we're told. Um, and I guess to segue into the, if you got anything else, I don't have anything else for the parents. To, stuff, I guess to segue into the next uh, segment, I'm gonna let you talk. <laughs> I want to segue into the whole thing of the relationship between spouses and husband and wives. You got scripture right, <laughs> husband and wives. I don't know. I don't know. I just got got a few random things for. Uh, and I sent you a bunch of things. Yeah. Read some of the ones that I sent you, just to make sure. It <laughs> well, some of them are. Let's see. I'll just read. I'll just read a few of them. You have James uh, chapter two verse ten, which says, "For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all." We got Hebrews of uh, chapter ten verse twenty six. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Uh, I already read Proverbs. I got two of the other ones. Uh, we have. Romans, uh, I put Romans Ooh. chapter 14, Romans. verse 12. It says, So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. That is, um, that is obviously talking about accountability, which yeah. is that 
We well, will hold think, ourselves accountable to die. Well, I think it's important. Uh, tell the viewers what accountability means. Well, I think accountability, I think the, the best way to say it is, I think in, in my head, the best way of accountability is just being truthful to yourself, of recognizing and learning from whenever you mess up. Mm-hmm. I think that's accountability. Yeah. You know, being held accountable for your actions, you yeah. know? Yeah, and uh, how many people want to point the finger? I'm not a... I, I did not do this. I, <laughs> perfect example in the classroom. Who... who Or in anything. Who broke the window? Nobody raises their hand. Not, not me. me. Uh, in my house. Oh, hold. Uh, my little brothers. They, uh... <laughs> who my mom who left the open water bottle on the table crickets <laughs> all you hear is crickets nobody not, not even Christians want to be accountable uh, are you accountable for uh, the your witness that you made that you spoke out instead of letting God um, no, we account- we're, we don't want to be accountable for souls. We don't want to be accountable for things that we say, things that we do. We we only we only want to take credit for whenever we are admired for something. Yeah, there was some whenever verse, we have our egos. Because this is talking about obviously that we will give account of, of ourselves to God. But there's another verse talking about this about giving your account to God, and it says that. Uh, that every word that that you will give, it basically says that you will uh, you will give account of yourself to God for every word that proceedeth out of your mouth. And there's yes. another. There was another verse that talked about um, that uh, every word that you speak will justify that God will judge every word that you speak, and every word that you speak will justify you, and every word that you speak will condemn you. Basically talking about, you know, the works that you do, I think basically talking about the works that you do for God, and the works that you did for Satan, basically, (laughs) that, you know, Every word that you speak will justify you. The things that you did for God, and every word that you speak will condemn you. The okay. words that you think, the way you lived your life before Christ, you know. Yes. Um, but there's a lot of verses talking about specifically. It, it's not just being held accountable like here, but there's a lot of words specifically <laughs> talking about holding yourself accountable to God, and not just like in like the like poetic sense but like talking about a specific time where you will hold yourself accountable to God where yes. God or well most really that God will hold you accountable to your life you know and that and we really know that that's judgment day in that and yes. uh, but I also have here which I think will give us a good like kind of segue uh first Timothy Chapter 5, verse 8. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. That's pretty strong language. Um, mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's and me, scary. <laughs> yeah, and you know, me and Josh talked about this, and it's that whenever we think about the actual way of salvation, you know, if you don't provide for your house, that's not gonna take away your salvation yeah you know like the the actual like like if we take this verse literally it's not like literally as in word by word what it's saying it's not true but i think what the verse is actually saying what it's trying to say is that you will 
live out the responsibility. If you truly got saved, if the Holy Spirit is in you, you will live out the responsibilities that God has given to you. And so the thing of like, you know, if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, then he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. It's not necessarily saying that if you, do, if you don't provide for your house, then you have, you know, given up on Jesus. It's that if you have gotten Jesus, you will live the responsibilities that God has given you. You know, and one of the things, obviously, what we talked about, one of the things that the responsibility that God has given man is that he will provide for his family. Provide, protect, and care for his family, you know. Um, but back to what I was saying, actually... Back to, uh, you know, the whole segue of I wanted to talk about. Next thing is the responsibility of spouses to each other. And one of the things that I, and honestly, I kind of, <laughs> honestly, I kind of just wanted to talk about something. Because you were talking about how some people are, don't like the roles that they're given. And I feel like something that the world definitely has uh, misconstrued about Christianity is that it is sexist. And one of the yeah. big reasons is because of a specific order that God gives to women. Hold on, hold on. Before yes. you even say that, if God was sexist, he wouldn't have made women. That is a very easy point to make. If God was sexist, why would he have even made women? <laughs> but... Or if he was sexist towards men, he wouldn't have made men. Exactly. So, you know, you got a few logical, you know... Yeah. Fallacies in your uh, yeah, he would have made your, you if you weren't important. <laughs> yeah, but but a lot of there's some misconstrued things that that and, and you know I honestly need to re restate what I said because there's a difference here. I said that God gives some uh, some some uh, uh, some orders to women, but it's not really. He gives orders to wives. And that's yes. another thing that I was talking about is that God asks wives to submit to their husbands. First of all, there's some some things that need to understand. God did not tell women to submit to men. God told wives to submit to their husbands. That is two very different things yes. from women submit to men and wives submit to their husbands. Two very different very things. Different. And, and I think it's very important to point that out because I mean, uh, just a, just a couple words can mm-hmm. unvalidate your argument. Mm-hmm. <laughs> D D you, you, I mean, just devalue. a couple. Yeah, devalue. It can they can debunk your argument with a couple miswords. So you uh, you need to be very careful with what you say. Yeah, like how Jordan Peterson is. He knows exactly what he's saying, and he definitely and he knows if somebody yeah. is putting words in his mouth. Yes, I he I would. love watching his interviews that he does with certain people. Because every, everybody tries to put words in his yeah. mouth, but he never I'll be lets cleaning, it fly. I'll be cleaning my room, and I'll turn on some Jordan Peterson interview. And yeah. He never lets it slide. And it's funny because they're always argumentative with him, no matter what. He's there for a discussion, but they're there for an argument and trying to make him seem bad. But yeah, he, he just sits there with his with his you know his, legs crossed. Yeah, legs yeah. crossed. He's just. He usually, well, he usually sits there like this, and he just, just yep. calmly dismantles whatever argument you have against him. And but that's how Christians should be. That is how Christians should be. But back to what I was saying is that I find that a lot of women, find, and a lot of, and, and I'm not just talking because I, I I started this uh this pro this talk 
saying about that there's a something misconstrued about how lost people view Christianity, but I find that there's a lot of Christian women who have a problem with Submitting. this with this order of our God that they need to submit to their husbands, and but not necessarily that they. I feel like a lot of women. I feel like a lot of Christian women. There are some Christian women who actually have a problem with this order, and then I feel like there's a lot of Christian women who don't under, who unknowingly don't do it. You know what I yes. mean? Who just, like, they just live, and they don't really think about the fact that they're supposed to submit to their husband. And I think actually a good, I remember hearing um, this, is that a really good way of like if it, because some people find literally find problem with the word submit, and it's like, well, first of all, if you if you're find if you're finding it hard to do what God tells you to do because you don't like the wording of it, I think you have a bigger problem there. But yeah, but I heard that if you don't like the word submit, think of it like this, and this is a good substitute for the word submit: willful, willful cooperation. Yes, with your husband. Sometimes, and this is what I want to say is that. The idea that wives are supposed to submit to their husbands is not because of some sort of dominance or power hierarchy. It is, and I know that I've had this conversation with you before, so you know what I'm exactly about to say. what you're about to say. It's the fact that it's honestly because of the responsibility that God gave men. It is because we are supposed to. We have responsibility over our family. We are the spiritual leaders of our household. And physical. Yes. And so, if we are to, authority comes with responsibility. And now, I feel like a lot of people don't think about it, but if you think about literally anything in life, you'll realize that that's the truth. Authority always comes with responsibility. And the reason for that is that you cannot properly, um live out your responsibility if you don't have authority over the things that you are responsible for. Let's say that you're at a job and somebody come and your boss comes up to you and says, you need to make sure that these people get whatever work done. You are now responsible for those people getting their work done. But along with that responsibility, you now have the authority over those people to make sure that they get, to make sure that they fulfill the responsibility. It's the same, like, a captain who has a ship. He has responsibility over the ship. He is responsible for the ship. But since he's responsible over the ship, if he tells somebody to go man the sails, they man the sails. Yes. Because with responsibility, he has authority over said ship. It's the same thing. It, it's it's how it works. You cannot have responsibility without authority. And sorry, but let me finish this. The reason for that is, as I said, if you have responsibility without authority, you cannot properly do your responsibility. And if you have authority without the responsibility, then that's just a dictatorship. You have authority yeah. without being held responsible for your actions. Yes. You know. But God doesn't do that. He has the perfect system, so you have responsibility and authority. It's that. I'm about to quote you. You said in the in the back hall of the fellowship room in the kitchen, we, we was making coffee one day before our episode or something like that, or practicing music, and you you said that 
uh, we were talking about wives submitting to husband, and what you said back there, you made a great point, was you said that, oh, your, your wife, you're going to submit to your boss, but not your husband. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, think about it. Your, your boss at work does not have your best interest for you. Mm-hmm. They have their best interest, and the, the company's best interest. Yes. But you will willfully submit to everything that your boss says. You will do what they what they tell you to do. But you won't submit to your husband who actually cares. Actually cares and has your best interest. Yeah, at if if you married a good husband. If you marry if you get married a good man, you know. Which which we should only marry somebody that God's telling us to marry. Yeah. So you should be married to somebody that wants your best interest. So if you are married to the person that God tells you to, then what's the problem with submitting to them? But as I said, the whole thing is not the whole idea of submitting to your husband is not because God's just like men are more important, they have authority over you. It's the fact that men have a responsibility to care, provide, and protect you. They can't, a man cannot properly have responsibility over you, do his job, if he doesn't also have authority. Yep. It's just, it's literally just how the relationship of responsibility works with the world. If you have responsibility over something, you then have authority over it. And accountability. And accountability, that's the thing, is that you can't, uh, again, like how, like how I said, if you have authority without responsibility, that's just a dictatorship. When you get to heaven as a man, you might, you might have had, you know, authority over your wife, but you also have the responsibility, and you're going to be held accountable mm-hmm. for how you, as a man, dictated your family. And you, know? you said, you said that in the back in the same conversation, you said, if you're a woman, that is stopping your husband from doing his job. You said, do you want to be the woman that gets to heaven? And, and God, instead of looking at the man and asking him why, he looks at you instead and asks you, why didn't you let him do his job that I appointed him to do? Exactly. Do you want that? Because mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that everybody who got in God's way in the Bible regretted it. Yes. In one way or another. Anybody that has ever gotten in God's way. Yes. If you're even God's own people yeah. who got in his way regretted it. Us. Right. Yeah. Like, you and I just sitting here. If we don't do what God tells us to do, we regret it. Now, maybe not because of him exacting some revenge on us, but literally just regretting it because we didn't do what God told us to do. And what God told us to do was a better option. But no matter what, when we don't do what God tells us to do, we regret it. And we have, a, some and we have a poor quality of life. Yeah. So that's the whole reason why we get saved. That's, that's the whole reason why we do what the Bible says. Is that everything that the Bible says is a better way of living. Yes. It's it's God's way of living. It's the way that God created us to be. Yes. You know? And so this whole wives submit to husband things, I don't I truly don't understand when people have a wrong view of submitting to your husband, I understand why people don't want yeah. to do it. But when you truly understand what it is, especially if you have a godly husband, I don't see why you have a problem with it. And I'm gonna say right now that People that don't okay. If you are a third are, are a third party listening to an argument, right, or not an argument, but a de- but a debate, and you look at a person that knows the other side just as much as their side, they're probably the side that's correct. 
I'm, I, and, and that's just how I think. Because if we look at people that don't agree with wives submit to husband, they don't understand what the Bible's saying. They don't understand. We, we understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. We understand completely. Mm-hmm. But they can't understand where we're coming from. So if you're a third party and you're looking at a situation like this, and somebody knows the other side just as much as theirs, the person that knows more is probably correct. Not in all cases, right? Not at all. But I'm just saying in most cases. And I think, and it's just, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stress because there's something, there, there's something huge lacking in our country and that's responsibility, accountability, uh, taking care of things. Um, I mean, how many, I mean, how many people, I mean, don't, care for themselves and then get catered by other people because they didn't care about themselves. I mean, self-respect is something that you need to have. You know, it's, that's a, that's a, self-respect is, that's a whole, we can definitely do a good couple hour uh, topic just on self-respect. Well, let's just delve into it real quick. Just, just scratch the surface real quick. I mean, self-respect is... It's, you know, sometimes as a Christian, it's hard to have self-respect, especially because we know how weak we are. We know that we can't do anything without God. You know, sometimes it's hard to have self-respect, but we still need to have it regardless. And I, and I definitely don't think God has called us to live a life of, of nihilism and thinking that we're just horrible. A great because example of how to act is the boxer. Uh, I don't know his name, but he straight up looked the dude in the eyes through the whole like pre-fright press conference this is like just quoting bible just like i have god on my side you cannot do anything uh and, and he's been a heavyweight i'm pretty sure that a uh, boxer has, has been a heavyweight champion at least once but i'm pretty sure a good couple of times like he's he's a like he's yeah. got it yeah and he's like i will not lose because i have god mm-hmm. That's how he, we should be. And he talks in interviews. He talks about Jesus and God all the time. Like he's not—he's not one of those celebrities that just name drops. Yeah. Like he's—he's he's talked about Jesus a good amount of times. Like he's got it. Like, and so it's a nice—it's a nice thing. But we should be bold. talking about self-respect. Like, like the self-respect of of, yes. of uh, like whenever we like. I definitely don't believe that Jesus wants us to live in a in a of, uh, in a life of self-contempt and nihilism, especially because. I mean, we think about how Jesus tells us to live whenever we fail, you know? Whenever we mess up and we sin against God as Christians, what does the Bible tell us to do? Sit around, sulk, and wallow in self-pity? No. no. It tells us to get up, dust ourselves off, and get going again. Get going again. Yeah. Live righteously again. No matter how many times you fail, get up and keep going, you know? That, it's sounds the, like it's some, like the, that sounds like somebody who has self-respect and want, yeah. and is trying to make something of it. It's like the it's like a hero trope, you know. We, <laughs> Marvel movies, right? Captain America. <laughs> I could do this all day, <laughs> you know. But self-respect is in, <clears throat> self-respect is incredibly important. Yes, especially in society of 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 trying to live a good life because you cannot. I mean, I, I'm just gonna be honest. You cannot properly respect somebody else unless you respect yourself. It's just not possible to respect no. somebody else. The pro- you can think that you respect somebody yes. else, and you can respect somebody else, but you cannot properly enact respect for somebody else if you do not respect yourself because you just don't no. know what it looks like. Now, 
getting into the societal problem, there's a lot of people, we live in a world where a society... A lack of self-respect is, but not, is not, a, a lack of basis so, of a lot of problems. A lack of self-respect, but we live in a society where all over social media, it is told that respect yourself, love yourself, like yourself, love yeah, who that's, you that's are. That's something that I thought about and, in and one it, of my in-head rants yeah. before, where I was like, this is a society that is basically built on a lack of self-respect. But, but all they talk about is, is respecting yourself, yes. especially when you talk, especially when you talk about like feminism and stuff now. And I remember talking, I remember talking, I made a, a joke to Kylie about this, where, um, oh, we were, we were in the car. It was on the day that we were uh, with um, Maya and Vanessa and that. And Vanessa's pretty liberal and she's pretty feminist and stuff like that. And so, and she had, she had the, uh, the, the, uh, radio and she was playing a, a female artist and all this female artist and I've listened to a, a good amount of her songs because I'm friends with Vanessa. And all this artist talks about, all this female artist is just vulgar, sexual, stuff like that. And I turned to Kylie and I said, and I said, see this, this kind of music <laughs> See, this kind of music and this kind of person is the exact type of person that the feminist will say... Is a hero? No, no, no. Well, the feminist will say to that... they uh, Or something like... Um, See, this sexual stuff, they only talk about sexual stuff, and they will tell you to stop objectifying women's bodies while also telling you that a woman's power is in her open sexuality and all that stuff. It's a complete, they don't, it's, it's a, a complete, complete contradiction. contradiction, like you say, it's a complete contradiction, and, and honestly, every single ideology that this world is spewing out now is a complete contradiction. Like, I can, I can definitely find in every single single thing that is a completely against Christ's view in our society today. I bet you I can look in every single thing and point out a contradiction in every single one of these movements and all these things that because they're just they're, they serve no purpose. You might think they serve a purpose as somebody if you are somebody who spews out the nonsense that these movements talk about, you might think that it serves a different purpose, but the only purpose that these movements actually serve is because, no, the only movements that these purposes actually serve because these movements are so evil that they can come from nothing but Satan themselves, Satan himself, <laughs> and the only thing that those movements sure have is to just, is to just promote satanic ideas and to just take God out of society. Yep. It's nothing but that because it's nothing but that because they don't even make sense. They're not trying to promote or yeah. figure out some something or some idea. They don't even make sense because they contradict themselves. It's yeah. nothing but promoting ideas that are satanic and are against yeah. God. That's, and, that's all yeah, yeah. and these people who are in these movements don't understand that because they are blind. Yeah. They're they are in the dark and they can't see. And that's that's it. Because you these, as you say, these move—they contradict. These movements don't make sense, and they contradict themselves. There's no way that you can honestly believe these things and spew these things if your mind wasn't clouded in dark because of of this world and, and Satan and, and I Satan. Think, and I demons. think it's. I think it's very important. Uh, kind of going a little off subject, off track a little bit, but we'll get back on track with self-respect and uh, is. Uh, 
whenever whenever we take all these societal problems and they're going against God, right? And none of these societal problems are going against any other religion, right? None of these societal problems are going... Listen, viewers. None of these societal problems are going against any other religion but Christianity. Why? Why? Do you have the answer, James? <laughs> well, one of the things that I thought about is like... One of the things I thought about, and I actually brought, I actually remember, because we were talking, because I, I brought it up when we were with Ricky, and he was like, that's a good point, I never thought <laughs> about it that way, was that if you think about it, think about Christianity versus all other religions in the world. Christianity is the most divided, and the most split, and fighting, and bickering between themselves. Do you want to know why? Because Christianity, the true religion, is the, or the truth, I don't know, I don't really like, I don't, I don't like calling Christianity a religion, but for the sake of, of simplicity, I'm calling it a religion. Christianity, the one actual true religion, the truth of the world, is of course under attack by Satan, but of course none of these fake religions are going to be under attack by Satan. So, the, so all of these fake religions, all of these religions that preach nonsense, of course, are, are, are one. They're, they're, they're coordinated. They're, they're, they have order to them. Versus Christianity, of course, is under attack of the devil. So, but because of that, where Satan leaves these other religions alone and attacks us, we look the most confused. We look like the worst religion compared to everything else in the world. Because Satan leaves those things alone. But he doesn't leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's a fantastic point. Um, and then going going back to responsibility and accountability, where where can we hold a where can we hold a Christian responsible and accountable for the things that are happening in this world? And I think we've talked a lot about it on Passion Project. I definitely think. What? Okay, I definitely think. <clears throat> you know, there's a few. Uh, we're just, I think we're just gonna, as we go through these things, we're just gonna kind of touch the surface of these topics, because honestly, so many things that we talked about today, we just kind of just touched the surface of so yeah. many topics. I will definitely episode. be down to making another part, maybe mm -hmm. with Rick. Maybe. I think this could be a really good topic, um... Because there's yeah. so much, I, I think, mean, as I we think, said... I think we went through enough things for yeah. about, like, five other episodes that we just kind of you know, scratch the surface of yeah. throughout this but episode. Whenever it comes to a Christian, where can we hold them or us, us responsible and accountable? <clears throat> well, you know, there's a there's a fine line in Christianity with holding people accountable because you know the Bible says that we are not to judge anybody. We are definitely not to judge anybody. But the problem, but the thing is, is that we are to hold each other accountable based off of the Bible standards and how. The Bible tells us to. You know, the Bible has many, there's many different scriptures in the Bible talking about church discipline. You can't have church discipline without holding other people accountable, mm -hmm. you know? And so while what? we are not to judge people, we are, we are not, to, I think, I think Christians in a lot of, a lot of ways, we actually state it wrong. I feel like we say that we're not allowed to judge people. But I, I honestly feel like holding other people accountable cannot happen without a certain amount of judging. Yes. So, I feel like the best way to say it is that we are 
not to judge people by our own standards. Yes. But, but by we are to judge people by the Bible standards. Yeah. And it's, and it's but not the even thing judging. Is, but the thing is, and I think the biggest thing is that we are not to exact our own punishment or authority. for that. Yeah. God we can't has be said, God tables. has given us what church discipline is in the Bible. You know, we don't do what we think is good. You know, we do what the Bible says. You know, we judge people based off of the Bible. And bigger is that we don't judge people based off of our own things and we don't do our own punishments. We judge people based off what the Bible says and we mm-hmm. do punishments based on what the Bible says. As everything else in life, we just do what the Bible says. Yeah. You know? And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's, so, it's so simple and... As we say, but not easy. But who makes it not easy? I, I, I mean, that's something that I say a lot. Is we're the ones that make it not easy. Um, because this thing is laid out. It's a blueprint, and and God is here to help us. Yes, he's here to literally walk us through. He gave us, he gave us the blueprints, but he didn't just say, "Here's the blueprints, you do it." He said, "Here's the blueprints, let's go." (laughs) Yeah, I'm elite. This, yeah, like I'm gonna do this. You. Do Just what I tell you. What yeah. I say. Yeah. Do like, what I tell you. And I think I think a lot of people, a lot of people, and this is I think to Christians' fault because we're not very. A lot of Christians aren't very educated in the Bible. You think that you think out of everything. That, out of everything, we're not very educated in the Bible. Um, whenever we're talking about judge, judging, right? We're supposed to love everybody, but not like sin. We're supposed to dislike sin, right? You know, and and that's and that's how God is. He loves everybody, but dislikes sin. So whenever we're we're going around, and even Christians saying, "Well, you can't judge that person for what they're doing," well, I can tell them what they're doing, and that's not judging. It's like it's like uh, I like how Dennis. I like how I like how Dennis how he says it, is. If someone's wa- if someone's running towards a cliff and they don't know that there's a cliff and they got a blindfold on, you're gonna say or they're blind. You're gonna say, "Hey, it's, hey, there's a cliff. Don't run off the cliff." It's your responsibility. Yes, and, and we're accountable for it if mm-hmm. we don't tell them because they're running off the cliff. Cliff. Yeah. They're running off the cliff, and we're but yeah, we're this thing of accountability. I definitely think. I feel like we, we, I feel like Christians, we have a hard time with holding other people accountable and especially, and then definitely holding ourselves accountable. Mm -hmm. Uh, In our society in general, we have a hard time with holding ourselves accountable. But then in Christians, we have a hard time with holding other people accountable because I feel like we never, we only go in two different ways. We either try to hold people accountable too much and based off of what we think or we just never hold people accountable for that. Yeah, and you can do it like, yeah, peace, bro, just as long as you're not bothering me, man. (laughs) So, like, I feel like, I don't know, I just, I feel like whenever it comes to accountability and especially, like, we obviously have a problem holding ourselves accountable. Yes, absolutely. There's nothing that can really... Except for God. There's nothing that can really help that other than really just God and, you know, us just being truthful with ourselves. But truthfully, if we got better at knowing when to hold other people accountable, that's what you can do. People hold themselves accountable, but when they can't hold themselves accountable, 
you hold them accountable yeah. for their actions. That's like when, but whenever we have a problem with that yeah. too, you know. Like, it's like it's like you and I have, you know, I miss a church service. You're calling me after service or texting. Why did you miss church service? Mm-hmm. I I call brother Matt. Yo, <laughs> why'd you miss church? Okay, cool. You know, it's not me throwing shots at anybody. It's not me, you know, trying to disrespect anybody. It's me truthfully worried about somebody. Mm-hmm. And me checking and out on somebody. I think that's and the me big, caring that's and loving for thing. somebody. That's the biggest thing in holding somebody accountable the right way or the wrong way. Is that when you are holding somebody accountable because you're worried about them, you will do it the right way. Yes. But when you're holding somebody accountable just because you want to say, I got you. Yeah. That you're bound, you're doomed to fail. Yeah, you're doomed to fail because you're doing. There's no it. God in it. It's yeah, just no God. It's it's, just, it's it's using it's using others to push yourself up. Yep. That's, that's and, about and that's just hitting it right on the bullseye, and it's. I mean. It, this is such a, a, a broad topic. It's like we can go. It's it's five to one o'clock in the morning. James is like, please. But um, it's it's a struggle for me too, man. I was up at five in the morning. But um, but. And for some, for some people, I mean, they get up at like three. I don't know how they do that, but they got work. <laughs> they're, they're, they're responsible for when they get to work on time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like everything that we do in life goes back to responsibility and accountability. Of course. And everything we that we do have, in life just goes back we to We have such a hard time understanding it. And I understand why, but we need to not, you know? <laughs> but you know, to to close out, do you have any closing thoughts? I don't really have any closing thoughts other than the fact that you're definitely going to see a lot of things that we talked about. A lot of things that we mentioned in this episode, you're definitely going to see episodes talking about each each like, individual every thing. Yeah. Like, because it's it's so important to cover. Um yeah. I think it's I think it's important to uh, point out our own flaws to fix because mm-hmm. how can we fix ourselves if we don't know what's wrong with us? How can we fix ourselves if we don't hold ourselves accountable? Yeah, it's for action. Yeah, it's like where do you where do you where do you go to get better from a sickness? The doctor. If you don't go to the doctor, you imagine can't you get went, better. Imagine if you went to a doctor, but like the doctor just never told you that you were sick because every single time you went to, to make the you doctor, feel better, they just went, sick. yeah, you're doing just fine. It's like. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. Like, like I two feel days like, I later, feel like I'm dying. But two, apparently, two, I'm fine. Yeah, two <laughs> days later, your lung collapses. Oh, sorry, Timmy. <laughs> but no, the way that you get better at the doctor is they tell you, uh, yeah, your lung's about to collapse, and then they do something about it. Like, yeah, it it's completely backwards in our society. It's yeah. like, man, and uh, we could go on for this uh, for years, but for years. Years we could honestly, we could. Um, but my closing thoughts is understand your responsibility, your accountability. If you're not doing it, understand what the flaw is and where to fix it. And number three, if there's a flaw, change it. If there's not very many flaws, then continue to do better. And good job. Lead other people in the right direction. That's probably your next mission, but to uh, close to close out, uh, please 
follow the the page, uh, the the <laughs> the Facebook page, uh, Godcast Community page. Please share, follow, and like the post. You guys can post on the community page, uh, just as long as it's following the guidelines. Uh, it's very self-explanatory. Just. Be Christians, please. <laughs> be, be, <laughs> be decent. Be decent, yeah. Um, and, yeah, continue to support the podcast by sharing with your friends, family, and loved ones. Um, as we as we close out, uh, I can pray us out if you want. Yep, you can do that. All right. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, we, we come to you uh, tonight, Lord, just, just grateful and thankful for the ability to talk about this, Lord. And I just ask that you just can continue to to put your hand over this podcast, Lord. Continue to put your hand over us and just continue to allow your words to speak through us, Lord. And I and we come to you grateful and thankful, Lord. And I and I ask this and I ask that you just continue to uh, keep us safe, Lord. And until the next appointed time, Lord, I just ask that you just keep us safe. And I ask this all in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank <sighs> you.